Welcome to This Week in Skiza Athletics. I'm your host, Neil Minton. With me as always, Rip Ripley. How you doing, Rip? Doing well, doing well. We had a had our first practice of the break today, and it was about what you would expect for a first practice of the break. Um, but uh, but other than that, doing pretty well. Good. Um, you know, we had our second practice, and I had our, our JV boys coach was gone yesterday. So I had to coach my JV girls, my varsity girls, and JV boys. So it did not feel nice. like any break at all. And um, yeah. my son was super excited about me coaching his JV boys team, by the way. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. It was a good time. I like it. It's a good time. Well, we have a guest on today from Carl Newman's men's basketball coach, Philip Dieter. How are you, Philip? Doing good, coach. Uh, just another day trying to figure out Christmas break. Uh, we're lucky enough to be out in Las Vegas. So uh, it's been, uh, been a fun trip, but came up short yesterday in overtime. So hopefully be back at it here in a couple of hours to uh, see what we can do. Yeah, I was going to kind of say this is a little different podcast. So um, I'm going to – it's none of us where we normally are. Like, I'm literally laying in my bed. And, Rip, where are you? I'm sitting in the living room, sitting in the living room, just hanging out. Sort of the, the kids came through me. I had a little basketball camp today, and I hustled them back to their back room to hang out for a little bit while so I could cut down the noise some. Right. I get it. You do have 28 kids, so I understand how that goes. Now, <laughs> now Philip has the most interesting place out of all of us. So, Philip. Tell us where you are and how you got there. So actually pretty cool. Uh, we're we're kind of right in the middle there in Las Vegas. We're uh, at the Orleans uh, Hotel and Casino, which is the base hotel for a uh, the Tarkanian Classic, which is a monster tournament, uh, over 138 boys teams, uh, and then uh, three or four girls brackets, a JV bracket. So there are teams all over the place, uh, and it's about eight gyms all over the city of Las Vegas. So uh, actually, ironically, it's it's we're out here. Uh, Augusta Christian, who is also in our region, is out here uh, in a different bracket. Then Wilson uh, from from your area is out here in our bracket as well. So I uh, got the chance to watch Wilson play yesterday and then they uh, won their game and advanced in the winner's bracket. And unfortunately, I think lost by seven this morning. Uh, to a pretty good team uh, out of California, but um, but yeah, it's a uh, a monster tournament, and just uh, it's one of those things that you know, you always kind of go down the line of looking where you want to take your team to if you're competitive enough. And this happened to be one that I've had my eye on, eye on for a couple of years, and was able to get the right contact uh, through some people that I know, and here we are. So uh, <laughs> you never know what's going to happen or where basketball will take you. But we've we this is our second trip out to the West Coast, and every time we go, it's a blast. Well, that's that's awesome and incredible opportunity for the kids. Um, and I love I didn't know it was called Tarkanian. So it's Jerry Tarkanian. I mean, that's who it's named after yep. the towel eater. That's who it is. A hundred percent is they got signs and posters and they do a good job. I mean, it's uh, you know, it's it's so massive that, you know, it's kind of like a you feel so small scale when you walk in just because it's, you know, something that, you know, there's a ton of people that are a part of. But, yeah, they they plaster his name everywhere and. If you go on the website, it's got his story. And uh, so it's one of those, uh, you know, they, they combine the prep schools and high schools and all kinds of the different people all in one bracket uh, or one tournament per se. Uh, so it attracts a, a bunch of different people. So not only are you, you have parents and fans that make the trip uh, with each high school team, so you got the G League thing going on out here. So NBA scouts are at the top brackets. You got college coaches walking around every gym. So it's a uh, it's a big event for sure. Well, that's, um, really, that's really cool. Yeah, tell, tell us but, a little bit. You said you knew some people. Um, how, how long are you going to be there for? I mean, games you play in. And um, is there any team that stands out that you know that's there that you're like, man, I need to go see a guy on this team? 
Uh, yeah, there's uh, there there's there's for the boys. There's mainly I think it's seven brackets of sixteen teams each. Uh, so we were in like uh, the Spalding bracket, which is kind of right there in the middle. Uh, the top bracket uh, has all your your teams that you would kind of look to that might are you know kind of borderline high school top twenty five teams uh, like Kell out of Georgia uh, that we were they were practicing at the same time as us yesterday. They had a really good game last night, you know. So all the teams that are kind of your bigger name teams play in the Orleans Arena. And that's where all your NBA scouts are and things like that. So all your high-level prospects uh, are kind of in one bracket. Uh, then it kind of filters out from there based on whatever you fill out for the tournament. But, I mean, shoot, there's yeah, – I mean, yeah, we watched three or four games yesterday and everybody's got a – you know, really probably two college players on their team that that people are looking at it at minimum. Um, so it's great exposure and great competition. But, yeah, that, that top bracket and then they just – they, the prep teams, uh, they, they brought them in last week. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, leading into this week, they played the prep division games. And then all the high school teams will, would play Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So um, that's, you know, there's a lot of big names that have rolled through for sure. And the media and the, the college coaches, there's definitely not a shortage of them. Um, you know, and so it's 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 kind of fun to see, uh, you know, but every gym you go to has got two different gyms. So there's always games going on all day. It's a uh, you know, it's a racket, but we we are certainly lucky enough to, to be able to compete uh, and hopefully we'll continue to have good games out here. Uh, you know, don't want to fly all this way to to not not compete and play your best. But yeah. well, uh, really nonetheless, good. it's good exposure. So absolutely. Absolutely. So um. I know there's other tournaments ripped, but what else is going on right now? And I still got more questions. I got to think of what I want to ask him. But what else is going on right now? I know, I know Christian Academy's at a, at a, a beach with a lot of public school um, teams down there, Carolina Forest and Soxty, and some of those guys are all playing the Christian Academy. Um, they had a, a win last night um, over somebody. I can't remember which one it is, but so that what else is going on right now? That's the only one I've seen so far. I know there's the. Yeah, I don't know uh, before Christmas how much. Is... Yeah, go ahead, Rip. Go ahead, go ahead, Dieter. Go ahead, Dieter. Yeah, I know in the in the Columbia I'm area. Happy. I don't I know. know how much going on right now this week. Yeah, Dieter, go ahead. He's he's lagging. Gotcha. Yeah, there's a. Uh, I know Brooklyn Casey puts on go their ahead. their big. I'm tournament. lagging. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to look up what you're uh, what you were looking at because I saw the same thing with Christian Academy down there at the beach. Obviously, you got the beach ball classic down in Myrtle Beach, the Chick Fil A classic up here in Columbia. Um, you know, Brooklyn Casey, the round ball classic. Uh, they've done a great job making that kind of a, a big time uh, you know event that teams want to play in. Uh, you know, and then you kind of go down the line and find a, a handful of, of you know eight team girls and boys tournaments that that all happen post Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, really before Christmas, I don't. There's not a ton that goes on tournament wise. Right. Uh, I think it's more everything's kind of gone to that showcase model, yeah. uh, which is what we host. Um, you know, just because it's easier as a high school coach, you can only play in two tournaments a year. So you know, the more tournaments that are out there, it's a little bit harder to get teams to want to commit to play. So it's a little easier if you do the showcase model, where it's just hey, you come play one or two games, and uh, you know, try to get your players the the best exposure they can against whatever teams are at that showcase. Um, you know, but there are still a handful of tournaments, uh, you know, in South Carolina that that do draw big, big time teams. But there also are 
handful of competitive tournaments to go play it. Um, you know, I know Hilton Head usually has one after Christmas. The the Pepsi one up there in Florence is good. Um, you know, I know Augusta area has a couple. Uh, Chesney does a good one. They they got a good one that they run out of Chesney High School. So there's not a ton of skis of teams that do it do a bunch. I know JP down at Border Gout and Coach Saunders at First Baptist are heavily involved in the Charleston uh, tournament, which is a a big big time boys and girls basketball tournament there uh, after Christmas for um, the Charleston area. Uh, so I know there's some skis of teams that are involved in that, but I really. I need to do more homework on on what is available out there for for everybody to go to, and not just some of the bigger name tournaments that it's harder to get into. Well, Dieter, tell me. So, um, you know, we got this new four A four A landscape really hasn't changed. Um, Rip and I talked about that last week on the show. The four A hasn't changed. The only thing Florence Christian really dropped is down. We're not in it, and I know Camden Military came in just on the boys' side. But for this year, what team? You know, in football, we did a a, a poll. A coaches poll every week, like top three. We we hadn't quite got enough information. Basketball's bigger. There's more teams playing. We we don't feel super comfortable with that yet. I'm getting close. I feel like I could almost do the girls, but on the boys' side in 4A, what are you looking at? Who's our top three or four teams? And are any standout players that just jump out right off the map um, that we need to talk about? Good question. You know, I haven't uh, seen everybody play yet, but I feel like I got it pretty good. Obviously, you know, knowing who's who and who and and where teams you know, are currently just kind of looking at their schedules and, and maybe running into them. I think, uh, you know, for 4A, I think Augusta Christian obviously is is the returning state champion last year in 3A. Uh, so you would you would assume uh, that they're going to bounce back. And, and, you know, yes, they lost the guard, Elijah, but shoot, DJ Shine uh, is every bit as good, uh, if not even maybe better uh, than anybody uh, that has been rolling through that program. He is so good on the ball. He can shoot it. Uh, he can get to the rim. He's a pick and roll guy. He can defend you. Uh, you know, from from what I've seen, uh, they've played a fairly competitive schedule and they've been blowing teams out. So um, they they are good. Uh, Augusta Christian is really really good. They got Luke Wilson in the middle, and then Khalil Pratt, the kid that signed to go play Kentucky for as a pitcher. Uh, is a really good basketball player as well. And then they got some young guys that they throw in there. But, man, they they have been blowing some teams out. They've won some close games. And I think D.J. Shine is every bit as good as advertised uh, in, the, in that area. The Luke Wilson, if I remember correctly, I mean, he's, he's the big kid, right? Yep. Yeah, he's 6'10". He's every bit of 6'10". And he is – he played football, uh, mm-hmm. so he moves well. He's got great feet. Uh, he's starting to get more confidence on the basketball court. So I just signed with George, uh, committed to Georgia Southern, I believe. Uh, so they got Georgia Southern, got him and the Avante Parker kid from Gray out of Columbia, which are two bigs in the state that are really, really talented uh, and big that you know, affect shots, block shots, can move around the basket. So Luke, Luke definitely provides that for them. You know, they're they with him in the middle. They got some freedom there to free up their guards to go play basketball. Uh, DJ again, I you know, it, it, I, you know, he was our co-region player of the year last year with his teammate Elijah Crawford. So, you know, for our region, he definitely is is one of the guys that's that's up there as one of the best players, not only in the state or in Skiza, but in the state. So, uh, I would put Augusta Christian up there uh, and hold them in high regard. Um, First Baptist. First Baptist. First Baptist Porter Goud, uh, Porter Goud, uh, they, they uh, Port, you know, Ben Lippin actually played Porter Goud and beat him at their place. So Ben Lippin's, uh, you know, actually 
uh, you know, come on strong, could shoot the ball. They got really good guard play and they got athletes in the right position. Coach uh, Reed's got them moving in the right direction. Uh, but but I still say Porter Gal could play you tough, especially at the end of the year. They got the Robert Moore kid. He's a sophomore, really good scorer, long, you know, kind of rangy, that next kind of up guy at Porter Gal. But they also have size, too, uh, and, and everybody knows JP can coach. So um, I would look for them to still be there. First Baptist, they got Matty Ford at the point guard spot. We, play, we played them early this season. We got lucky enough to beat them at home by three. Um, but, man, we, you know, they, they gave us – everything that my team could handle and and they are really really good and maddie at the point guard position can carry them a long way he's he's certainly one of the top 10 players in the state for that class uh no doubt about it and should be recruited a little bit higher than what he's getting in my opinion um but they do have other kids that can shoot the ball they got some athletes uh coach saunders does a great job uh you know mixing up defenses and then being able to score in a variety of ways so first baptist should be there um and then you know really out of our region, I think, uh, you know, between us and, and Augusta Christian, we should be able to compete. But like I said, I mean, Ben Lippin went down and beat Porter Gow. They could shoot the ball. They they got guards that could really play. Uh, and Eli and Jones and, and Stockman, you know, those two guys are, are really, really good. And uh, Heathwood with, uh, you know, what they do. And obviously Coach Whalen is is a legend in, in our ranks. Um you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they beat a couple people. Um, you know, they maybe have one of the better players in Skeezo as well. So, in J.D. Gardner, who's who's uh, committed to go to Swanee. But, you know, he can really score the basketball and can kind of do everything for them. They're going to slow it down on you and, and really try to keep themselves in the game. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'd say there's probably five to six teams in 4A. Uh, the one team I don't know a bunch about is Trinity, which I would think you might know a little bit more about them. But uh, boys-wise, I'm not sure you know, what they have and haven't watched them play yet, but they obviously have been good in the past. But, I, you know, I can come up with five to six teams that, that legitimately could beat a lot of teams in the state, not just, you know, holding the skis in competition. Yeah, um, I haven't – there's not a whole lot of noise coming from Trinity, which is scary, you know. So, I don't I don't really know what's going on over there. And, and quite frankly, I don't have to keep up with it anymore. They're not in our region, so we, I don't have to worry about them anymore. So, um, I say that jokingly, but also there's a lot of truth to that. I got other things to worry about now, teams I've never played before. Um, so, now what about? And I know you coach the boys. What on girls' side? You you know you follow yeah. much on the girls. I know um, Heathwood Hall girls look really really impressive in 4A, and right now have to be the front runner. I know Carter Newman has had some transition and some change on the girls' side, but um, you know Parentally's been right there. Northwood has two, of course they're coach's daughter um janelle's daughter is, is tour acl and volleyball so um what's the word in especially at least your region as far as girl side Uh-oh. yeah and i and yeah i know uh you know the girl side is is obviously it's been fun to watch our girls team the last uh five years uh compete that, at the level they were at that depends on what uh, we certainly have taken a step back <laughs> that is true. That is very, very true. Uh, you know, for me, at least stepping back and not having to worry about anything and just watch a play was, was awesome. Um, you know, but yeah, we, we certainly have taken a step back and uh, coach Johnson's going to get it all in the right direction, but on the girl side, you're right. 100% right. Heathwood is the team to beat. Uh, I think Northwoods will still be competitive. Uh, first Baptist, we played them. They looked really good against our girls as well. 
Um, you know, so I would assume those two teams out of Charleston will at least have some sort of say at the end of the year. But man, Heathwood is so good. Um, you know, they got a lot of different options there. And, and uh, we'll, you know, obviously we're familiar with a couple of the girls that are over there. And, you know, Lauren just picked up an offer from Clemson in the right direction. You know, Bree Monsanto, she's a really good hard nosed player. The athleticism, I would assume it's, their league uh, and, and other teams are trying to get to their level. Um, but I still think, you know, based on what I saw from First Baptist and, and what I know a little bit about Northwoods, even though they're missing, obviously, you know, their best player. But I, I think they can still compete uh, at a level that's at least good enough that when you get down to some dirt, it's, it's not the easiest place to play in. And you can certainly make things tough in the playoffs. So uh, those would be the top three that I would know about. Yeah, and I think yeah. everybody else would be kind of competing for – for what's behind that. Yeah, and I think you're also the same as the boys know. What, what's Trinity have? They have a new coach. Um, they have some new players in. I know they lost some good players um, back back to public schools in our area, but uh, I know they got some other kids in too, so they should be competitive. They got a new coach, um, Coach Teasley. Um, you know, she'll do a good job. They're playing and showcases and tournaments a lot now. So, um, you know, I'd be curious to see how they compete come down a stretch as well. Um, in 3A, I think it's for the boys' side – um, Shannon Force right now. Shannon Force is getting a lot of noise. Of course, that Spartanburg region really showed out last year in the in the playoffs and in a new 3A. I think they'll be really good. Um, Florence Christian boys have played extremely well after having one loss um, early to, to Rip and Wilson Hall. Um, you know, they, they've really started to play well, starting to play together. Christian Academy, Myrtle Beach is playing a really tough schedule, public schools down there. Um, you know, I don't know what's going down there on the island, but the island usually – puts out a good boys team here and there. Hilton Head Prep was real strong last year. So, um, you know, should be very, very um, competitive. I know Northside Christian played um, – we played at the Baron Bash or the Baron Classic um, against them. Our boys did, and it was a one-point game. It was very good, high-level, high competitive basketball game. So, um, what I do like is the parity right now. It looks like in the boys in 4A and 3A is there's a lot, there's some really good teams that can win. And it's not like a team that's going to walk in and you're the state champion. You can't crown anybody right now. On the girls' side, it might be a little different. Hilton Head Christian girls are, seem to be the real deal and unbelievable. I think they're 11-0 already right now. Um, and they're going to be tough to beat. But Shannon Forrest girls are playing well. Orangeburg Prep girls are tough. Um, John Paul started off good, 6-7-1 down there on the island as well. So um, there's a lot to figure out. But, you know, the 3A right there, those kind of are the teams um, that we're hearing about and seeing and talking about. Um, Patrick Henry, girls in 2A. I think they're 2A, 1A. Um, Andrew Jackson, boys are playing real well. Um, anybody else standing out, making noise that you're hearing about, either one of y'all? I know, I know, I feel like Rip's internet's being run by a hamster right now, so I don't know if he can talk. But um, I, I think I'm back. Am I back? Yeah, I, you're back. I'm back. All right. Um, no, I, I've been kind of listening because I wasn't sure. I didn't want to jump in at a bad spot, but um, you know, I think we, we're pretty much on them. I think at the two-way level, Cathedral, again, we've talked about Cathedral a little bit. I think they're a team that's going to be uh, in it late in both boys and girls at the two-way level. Um, but, no, I mean, I think we've had to hit a lot of them. You know, Dieter, I agree with a lot of what you said with the 4A level with the boys. I think Trinity on the boys and girls is still just kind of a mystery. We just don't know a lot. They've been so talented the past few years, and we just don't know what to expect because they graduate a lot of really good players. But they've had a pretty strong JV team coming up behind them on the boys' side, and I'm not sure what their what their turnovers. But I know Tristan Thompson, I believe, went back to public school. I think he's out there actually with y'all right now, out playing for Wilson, right? He sure is, and he had a great game yesterday. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, and and y'all played Shannon Forrest, right, Dieter? How, how do they look? Yeah, so we played Shannon Forrest right before coming out here last Wednesday uh, at their place. Uh, we ended up winning the game by two. Probably shouldn't have won uh, with the defensive possessions that we uh, gave up there at the end. But uh, those three guards, man, I mean, they are good. And they have size, too. So, not like the the size is the focal point of what they do. They obviously want to shoot a ton of threes and let their guards play in transition. But, man, the Nolan kid, he controls the game. He can he can shoot it from anywhere. And then the other kid, I'm blanking on his name, but number 11, uh, man, he can score. And he can score fast. Uh, so, we – I actually felt really lucky to get out of there with a two-point win, uh, even though we were kind of up eight the whole time. And they would battle back and it would be tied or whatever. And then we go back up eight and then it got down the end of the game and we did not close the game out like we should have, but uh, got lucky enough to have them miss a shot at the end. And then we won. Um, but they are, they are really good. I would, I would put them at the top, top of three, a for sure. I know Spartan Christian is going to be well coached. I know they probably dropped off a little bit talent wise from obviously what they've had the last couple of years. Uh, Spartan Brick day definitely has dropped off a little bit, but they're going to be, I would assume be there as well. Oakbrook prep. We were supposed to scrimmage them. They ended up getting canceled, but I know they are competitive uh, and they've been playing some good competition as well. And obviously down in Hilton head, we got beat last year in the quarterfinals by Hilton head prep and they put on a clinic. Uh, I know they graduated a couple of pieces, but they still have some, some good ones on that roster. So I would assume they are, are right there at the top as well. So the three, a to me, um, maybe not on the girls' side, but on the boys' side, really is competitive. Uh, and it might be one of the funnest uh, – I know that's not a word, but the funnest team, <laughs> the bracket, bracket to watch there. Uh, as we come down to the end of the year, I think that's that'll be the fun bracket in playoffs. Not saying 4A won't be. It's always competitive. And, and you know, but for me, I see the same teams all at the same time. So it's fun to watch new teams that maybe I haven't seen yet. Uh, so for at least for me, watching the 3A boys' bracket will be fun. Yeah, and I'm looking at, you know, just on Max Press, what's not all the information in there, but on the girls' side, he's talking, you know, Shannon Force is seven and one, and Patrick Henry's nine and one, and Cathedral seven and two, um, John Paul six and one, Greenwood Christian is six and oh. So I mean, these are these are some good girls' teams. I know Buford's played a tough schedule. Their girls are, are a lot better. Calhoun girls are playing much better. Um, Dorchester down at that classification has been really good. Christian Academy Myrtle Beach girls are playing a really tough schedule, so it's hard to tell by their their um, record right now. So it should be a lot of fun and, and, and on the girl side as well. Um, but I do think they're a little more top heavy than the boys side. But yeah. And we went talk about that with this new classification, like in football, the three, a football, six teams could have won, you know, I mean, the, the state champs, yeah, they were 12 and one, but there were a lot of close games. They, they almost, you know, we were state runners up, we were seven and seven, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, that, that tells you how close it was. And I think, on the boys' side, it looks in 3A is going to be wide open like that as well. But I do think Shannon Force, with the experience and the guard play they have coming back, they're going to be a tough out come to tournament time for sure. Um, all right, Rip, what what you got coming out after the break? So I know after the break, I mean, we've got you know you do have some. I know you'll touch on some of the tournaments. You know, one thing I was curious with Dieter, like you know, I feel like maybe five years ago, six years ago, you had the Seventh Woods era, the Zion era, the the tournaments like the Chick Fil A Classic, the Round Ball down in Charleston. Like, even Porter Gallows have a massive, you know, 16-team boys, 16-team girls tournament. We've seen kind of an evolution of those tournaments where maybe they're not quite as big as they used to be. You commented on kind of the, the showcase style, which even we do at Baron Classic now. Like, how do you think that has helped or hurt the tournament feel over the break? 
Well, uh, and that's a two-part question to me. So I think for, you know, and we all, all have probably tried our hand at running our own events. Mm-hmm. I think where it's really taken a toll is, number one, is the sponsors just aren't there anymore. So what you saw in the past was some of these massive tournaments that really had a brand name and, and you know, everything was taken care of for you and you, the meals, the VIP rooms, the T-shirts, the gear, the everything like that the sponsors just aren't there or the money that they're given just isn't the same. Um, So I think that's where number one, you've seen the drop off in some of these tournaments, but the ones that are able to actually go out and do it uh, have made, you know, have gotten bigger. So like, for instance, that Charleston tournament now is, you know, like, you know, many different brackets, many different locations, boys and girls, you know, they're bringing in teams from out of state that are really, really good, like high profile teams out of Georgia, Virginia, you know, North Carolina, wherever. And so it's, it's definitely taken on a different toll. But what you're also seeing is they're able to bring in these high profile teams with high profile recruits and in the middle of the tournament play showcase games um, to where those teams aren't actually playing in the tournament. But, you know, maybe they're able to draw a little bit. And the other the second part of, of that is now the streaming stuff. Right. Yeah. So. Everything that you can do now is, is you know, whether you want to bring in Baller TV or you want to stream it on your YouTube channel with Huddle or however you want to do it, there's a way to stream it. So some of it has changed with, for instance, the Chick-fil-A Classic, which is one of the biggest, you know, tournaments that South Carolina has offered for years, maybe outside of, the you know, the beach ball classic down in Myrtle Beach. Uh, you know, the, the Chick-fil-A Classic is just – it's a little different now. It's kind of how things are run. It's not – you know, everything's the same. They, they've added the showcase stuff to it, which helps bring in local teams to the tournament. You know, the live streaming options, maybe the fans aren't exactly packed in there like it used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you start seeing something like what Brian Rosefield does at Ridgeview with the bash, even though Bojangles is no longer the sponsor, how they've been able to start that and run that. I mean, now that's a huge event and they're getting top 25 teams in every year that, now can compete against the best that we have to offer in our state. So it is, it is kind of fun to see how it's gone and, and whether to answer your question, whether I think it's hurt it or not. I, yeah, I think there's, there's, there's no longer kind of the emphasis on, uh, you know, Hey, we're going to go do this for team bonding, like all that's in there. But like my number one goal when I'm looking at going to a tournament is exposure. Yep. And and it has – am I looking at necessarily who I'm playing and where it's at? No, I'm looking for, okay, who's got the social media coverage, who's got scouts there, who's got college coaches there, who's got people that have access to those people. That's what I'm looking at. So I think that's the biggest thing that's changed is, you know, where it used to be, hey, we're going to go play up in Atlanta just for a team bonding purpose to stay at a hotel two or three nights and go out to eat and go watch a movie, get bowling or whatever else. You know, where now it's like I'm going to fly halfway across the country because I want to get my kids different exposure than what I'm able to get on the East Coast. Um, so I think that's that's kind of the biggest difference. Um, but when you're trying to run it, to me, the sponsorship is the, is the hardest part. Yeah, and I know, you know, we played in your event a couple weeks ago and, and we talked a little about it. I mean, there's also an increase in, in costs. I mean, uh, officials. I mean, you know, I'm not going to go on that, that, that uh, you know, sounding board right now but i mean the officials cost has gone up exponentially and you know in, in sumter i mean we didn't even come close to covering that with our event you know i mean we do t-shirts you know you and i both talked about doing t-shirts for teams and stuff i mean those costs have all gone up over the past couple of years and so it does make it hard 
when you can't lock down those big time sponsors, like you mentioned, um, or you're not able to get, I mean, or you really got to go out there and get some crazy matchups that are really going to pack the stands. I mean, you know, even when we came over to y'all's place, you know, the Thursday night games where you had some good teams in the gym, some good matchups, but attendance was okay. Now I'm sure Friday, yep. Saturday, you had a lot more people there because you had, you know, great collegiate versus, you know, Keenan or whoever, you know, you had a big time matchup on that Friday or Saturday of local teams coming together. You know, it's interesting to find that balance between the local teams and then also sprinkling in those big time names and big time teams coming in from out of town. It, it is definitely a little a, a balancing act between those two. Yeah. And it's hard too, because a lot of those bigger name teams and, I'm not even in the business. You know, it has to be somebody that I have a relationship with or one of my people on my staff do, um, you know, because when you bring in teams that are the top prep schools in the country, you're paying for everything yeah. Uh, normally or you're giving them a lot. And so you have to really be able to make that on the back end because you're right. Not only do officials cost, having cops there, you know, got to pay the trainers, got to pay everybody that's involved. And then you want to give stuff and provide meals and whatever else. Yeah, I mean, shoot, if you're not – if you don't have that real true sponsor, uh, you know, uh, or a host of sponsors, it's going to be hard to make money. And we're lucky that we have people that are involved that have been involved for, the, the you know, six years ago from the beginning that do help us to where we do make money every year. Yes, could we make a lot more? Hopefully, absolutely. But it's also, you know, it's me and my assistant coach running it, and we're also mm-hmm. coaching. You know, right. so, you know, you're trying to put all this together. And, and as you know, you do the same thing. You're trying to coach and run an event and, you know, again, take care of everything that's going on. And yeah, at the end of the day, you want to make money, but sometimes it's just like, I just want to be able to have the event, whether yeah, I we just want to break even, like we just yeah. want to make sure we're not losing money. Exactly. Yep. And uh, that's kind of what ends up happening, but it's all good because I think it, for our the reason why we started it and and Hammond's gone along with us where they play in it every year and, and we really started it because we wanted to have boys and girls at the same time in the same event which which really nobody had done up until that point um and you also wanted to have skis of schools be able to have the chance to play against public schools and give a platform for that so we always have multiple skis of schools matched up with different you know schools that they wouldn't normally play and then we also want to have for us to have that, you know, to make the money on the gate, you got to have local relationships with the schools that draw the fans that want to play each other that, that don't yeah. throughout the year. So we've been always lucky enough to get Ridgeview and gray and Lexington and, and uh, you know, all those guys to want to play. And, and it's a testament to them, you know, trusting us to, to help create exposure for them. But, um, but yeah, it's a, we started it because really, you know, we wanted to have boys and girls and to give skis, the teams an opportunity to play against teams that maybe they wouldn't be able to schedule ordinarily. Absolutely. Well, um, well, Dieter, we wish you luck, man. And we really appreciate you coming on today and um, talking to us about your trip and we'll be pulling for you guys. And um, we we'll, might have to have back on, let us know how it went and um, good luck this season, coach. Absolutely. Best of luck to both you guys. I know you All guys right. are uh, rolling into the uh, region season here pretty there soon. You go. Well, oh, real- yeah. We appreciate it, brother, and I hope you and your 28 kids have a good Christmas and that <laughs> everything goes well. But, no, but for real, Merry Christmas, everyone out there, and we will talk to you at, after the new year. So, um, until right, next time, you, we'll see you. Guys. See you guys.